Hello, Joanna. Hello, Nate. And hello to all of you. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much for listening. We are Stranger Than. We're a podcast that talks about weird things, strange things, macabre things. Creepy things. Creepy things. And this time, we'll be talking about extraterrestrial things. Specifically, alien implants. It's been a while since we've done an alien episode, hasn't it? It it has been a while since we've done an alien episode. Alien implants are objects implanted into humans during so-called extraterrestrial abductions. That's a level four encounter, correct? I believe so, yes. I say so-called because there are theories that not all alien abductions are perpetrated by aliens themselves, but are instead perpetrated by government agencies for a variety of reasons. Regardless of whether it's aliens or the government. Or if it happened at all. Or if it happened at all. (laughs) There are a number of people who find foreign objects implanted in their bodies after these things. The implants are found in a variety of locations in the body. In the nasal cavity, like in Total Recall. Oh, God. In the back of the head and neck or in the jaw. Sometimes they're found in the hands or feet. It seems that they're not usually found very deep within the body. No. They're kind of like surface level everywhere they're found. Subcutaneous, I believe. Oftentimes. That's between like, that's in like the fat layer Mm -hmm. underneath your skin, right? Yeah. There are some rather strange similarities across many cases of these implants. In most cases, the victim's body shows no signs of rejection of the foreign object, nor does it have any signs of inflammation. So it doesn't look like there's just been something jammed in there. Right. And usually, I mean, is there like an open wound associated with this? Or is it just like they have the experience and then, like, for whatever reason, they discover there's something like in their body? There's usually no entry wound. Yeah. and There's no outside flesh problems. There's no... That's a little weird. Yeah, yeah. There's no, like, on the inside tissue, there's no holes going through that shit. It's just as if it suddenly appeared or or grew there. Oftentimes, there's also nerve endings that kind of attach the object to the surrounding flesh. In some cases, they're surrounded by some kind of semi-organic shell that, once cracked, reveals a weirdly metallic interior. They also always seem to have meteoric iron and other elements that, though found on Earth, aren't the exact kind found on Earth. And why are they there in a clump, like in a, mi- in a metal clump in your body? Yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh, a weird thing is also like how they're not, how they're elements that are found on Earth, but not the same elements that are found on Earth. So it has to do with isotopic ratios. The isotopic numbers are the numbers of neutrons in the element. The same element can have different amounts of neutrons. However, this number also acts similar to a zip code. So zinc-64 and zinc-66, I guess, are things that aren't found on Earth, but are found outside of the universe or outside of the planet. And I believe we can create them, but naturally occurring, it does not occur on the planet, though other forms of zinc does. Right. And I guess, so So basically, depending upon where in the universe the element is formed depends on how many neutrons it's got. Other rare elements that are found in these things are things like iridium and U-236, which is an isotope of uranium. Usually that's found in spent nuclear fuel. I was going to say, you know, this is sounding very, uh, you know, physicist. Well, there's like elements. You sound like a, like a physicist it's, here, and then nuclear physi- physicist. and uh, It's got a bunch, it's just a bunch of elements. It's a bunch yeah. of weirdo shit. Neutrons and, and these isotopes. these small ass and... things, and they're seemingly not from this planet. It's really hard for me to wrap my head around that shit. I have a problem with like tiny forms of energy and compounds that I can't fucking see. Ooh, you're going to love this. <laughs> Under electron microscopes, carbon nanotubes, strands, and fibers have been seen along with a number of unknown structures. Wow. The carbon nanostructures are now the strongest substance known to humans and until recently couldn't even be made in the laboratory. Also, many scientists believed that these things were non-existent in nature. 
which makes me wonder how they even learned about these things. Mm. So they're non-existent in nature and they couldn't be made in a lab until recently, but now they can be made in a lab. Like where? Where I, did you get them? I'm so, how did you even know about them? I'm sure I'm missing something. Where did something. you see them? Well, yeah. I, I have mean, to, because, but that's. Probably, I'm, I'm, it's about, you know, eight years of school and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And extensive training on the subject is what you're missing there. They also claim that they've pulled something out of a person's body that had been in the body for 46 years at the time of its removal that had these carbon nanostructures on it. Carbon nanostructure. The and I bet they're like doing stuff now. with it now. Probably. I mean, yeah, they're doing something with it now. Mm. I don't know if it's anything that's overly useful in a commercial way, but maybe in like a scientific way it's useful. I don't know. <laughs> also, I'm sure the scientists think so. Yes, they're super stoked on it. Also, many of these implants resisted normal cutting techniques like scalpels or even saws, and one in, in one case had to be cut by a laser. Wow, that's pretty hard. Yeah, that's, that's something else. And it's weird when you say that because all these things are pretty small. Yes, that and we're so talking about they tend the implants tend to be tiny, tiny. size of seeds like watermelon seeds. Yeah, in some cases they're a little bit larger, but in most cases they're they're quite they're, small. They're usually they're smaller than a penny. Yes, they're. I mean, they're a little bit. It's not like they're flat. They're bulkier, but they are definitely like smaller than a penny or a dime. And they they vary in in shape and size. Some are kind of round, and some are a little more like cylindrical. Once we get into one of the stories, uh, I watched a documentary about it, and so I'll go into a little bit more detail as to what the thing looked like. Now, why would aliens put implants into humans? I feel like it would be to track you. That's what we do to animals in the wild. Maybe they view us like we view animals, and they just don't they microchip think we... us. They fucking microchip us. And maybe they don't think we have the awareness to recognize we've been tagged. That's another thing about these implants is oftentimes they put off some sort of signal, an electrical signal of some sort. I hope I don't have an implant. Me too. Some people believe that certain aliens are trying to keep the human race from gaining or regaining some kind of spiritual power. And they're using these implants to keep us from doing so by siphoning the power off for their use. That's not nice. Like, why would they do that to us? And that gets into some of the more, I don't know, maybe it's called high strangeness theories of alien interactions with humans. You know, I can deal with the fact that there may be like, oh, what's this thing? And you know, let's let's do some experimentation. I mean, not cool for the person that's done to them, but... right. I don't like the fact that if they're they're just kind of fucking with our general everyday lives, like making things just a little bit shittier than they already are, just so they can just to get... like, kind of like sort of keep us down. I mean, we're not fully enslaved, but they're just draining us. Or we we are spiritually enslaved, and we just right. don't know because we've been kept down for so long. Yeah, like kind of like in the Matrix, how they don't know they're in the Matrix, mm -hmm. but I mean, sure, we could well be in a simulation, but if not. I could see us being, you know, kept down by some sort of interstellar the man. Yeah. And that just really sucks. Yeah. That's not cool. That's not a cool thing to do to people. We, we've talked, we kind of skirted around some Life is issues. difficult enough. Just being an organic human being on this planet with its gravity and stuff. Gravity and jobs and. Yeah. That's. Beer I flues mean, and. Come on. Isn't life hard enough that I. Some fucking alien just draining your fucking shit. Yep. And that's maybe something we'll talk about sometime is some of the more high strangeness alien things about stuff. I mean, we've just, just talked that about. they have kind of a more, much more intimate relationship than we think. Oh, yeah. They, and there's all kinds of. It goes down a rabbit hole or up it a sounds like black it could. hole, whatever. It goes. Up a black hole. It goes. <laughs> it goes pretty, pretty crazy. And I, I think it would be interesting to look into at some point. But that's. Not what we're doing today. No, today we're just talking about the shit they put in your body when they take you. And why? As far as a government agency tagging people is concerned, I just don't see it as necessary since as humans, we are 
perfectly willing to bug ourselves. Right. We are more than happy to carry around a tracking device. It is not hard to surveil people at all. No. Oh, here. Here's the... We'll pay you for it, actually. Like, here's this thing. It plays games you can get on the internet. Sure, Mm -hmm. we're going to listen to everything you say, but you're going to need to give us between 20 and $150 a month, depending upon who you go through. Yep. For the right to be surveilled. Mm-hmm. But damn, is it handy? <laughs> yeah, damn it. It is handy. And, you know, what about Alexa? Oh, yeah, They're- Jesus, or Siri. Yeah. Yeah. All that shit. I mean, it's literally, literally, our phones are all listening for, for, to us right now. Mine, I have my assistant enabled so that I can control, like, the Wi-Fi light bulbs at my house and, you know, just mm-hmm. setting, you know, getting directions while I'm driving so I don't have to fuck around with my phone. It's 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 handy but then also i'm being constantly listened to and oh oh they're not saving these conversations no, no until you, not, not until you find out they are but until that i mean yeah isn't there some thing there's isn't there some lawsuit right now about alexa listening to conversations or recording conversations without permission uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Alexa is a sneaky bitch. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it is. There is something like that going on because right you now. see your little green light flashing. That means she's like listening, like she's picking up on what you're saying. It's like, hey, stop! I'm not talking to you. Stop mm-hmm. fucking yeah. listening to me. The Google ones do that too. Yeah. See, with Siri, you never know when she's listening because there's no light. It doesn't light up when when it's happening. Hmm. It just is listening. Yep. So silently. Yeah. Well, I guess Alexa's silent too, but she she communicates through her. Yeah, there is no light for Siri. Not that I have really anything to hide, so it's like right. So that you're just like, well, you know, who cares? Fuck yeah, it. It is. It's. It is. But I'm that aware. doesn't mean the government has to go around tagging us with like um, stuff found with on another planet. Right. No. Like, that's where would they even get? I mean, if they were, we were going to be tagged, it would just be something a little bit more classic. It would be like a fucking animal microchip. Yeah. Like, don't just, they put these in cats? You <laughs> just like wake up and you'd be brushing your hair and you look in the mirror and there'd be a giant white tag on your ear with property of the U.S. government stamped on it. You'd be like, fucking huh, barcode on there. And I must have got drunk last night. I don't remember getting that one. No. And then carry on like, with your day. That's a weird piercing. God. I was wondering was why I, I was so thinking? sore. So probably not government, if these implants are really real. Just because <laughs> we'll do it ourselves, it's fine. Now, we can't really talk about alien implants without talking about Dr. Roger Lear. Dude, this guy. Oh, my gosh. Podiatric- he died. He died, like... 2014? March, I believe. Yes, podiatric surgeon from California, born March 20th, 1935, and died March 14th, 2014. So a week before his birthday. Yeah, now you know when you're a doctor of podiatry, you're really supposed to focus more on feet. You can you can cut people open, but yeah, usually yeah. just usually feet, it's ankles, just feet and ankles. Yeah, foot and ankle surgery is what they're limited to. But you know, he he went a did, little bit he, further. He, he branched out a bit, I guess you could say. He wrote a few books about alien implants. And he did quite a few surgeries removing these alleged alien implants from people, real people, and they they let him do it. They weren't. They, they, sure they didn't did. talk. They they had to talk him into it in some cases. You know who I would have removed my alien implant? Who? Uh, Doctor Sandra Lee, also known as Doctor Pimple Popper. Okay. She's awesome. I don't know what she, you're talking about. Well, she's a dermatologist, and she's just. A really, really great doctor. Is she People. a real dermatologist? Or she, is she is a real a dermatologist. She had a YouTube show. And oh. then they made it into an actual show because people oh. liked it so much. But she's a generally caring person and she does all sorts of skin. You know, I mean, if I had something like that was just like, you know, kind of deep in my skin. You'd go to her. I'd go to her to remove it because she's really good at it. Yeah, I well. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, oh, a foot doctor. Right. Well, I guess it depends if she would believe your story or not. Well, if they she x-rayed it and saw something that was there, then... Sometimes it was more difficult than that. Sometimes the x-rays didn't pick it up because they had to... They couldn't pinpoint the location good enough. So they'd have to go in with, like, a stud finder and then do, like, an ultrasound in the area the stud finder beeped in, and then they would be able to see the thing. I would be a little bit worried about any doctor that proposed using a stud finder. Even if it works? I, I Well, I would... 
how I mean, would I know, even know it's there? You first know how, of all, well, and I mean, then, in some cases, it's causing pain. In mo- yeah, well, in well, all so the if cases, something's causing pain, I'm going to go to Doctor Lee. I in mean, all of the cases, it's causing. <laughs> I mean, that's how people are like. But if she doesn't believe it, if she X-rays and she's like, "Well, there's nothing there," sorry, and then she doesn't bust out the stud finder. What are you going to do? I don't know. I guess go to the, you know. The foot doctor? Not anymore, because he's dead. He doesn't have anyone who's taken his place yet? And not that I'm aware of. Hmm. Uh, he graduated from USC in 1961 with a BA in science, and three years later qualified as a podiatrist, a foot yeah, see, doctor. That's the thing with podiatry, is that you don't actually like go through medical school and residency for that. No, you just can qualify for it in three years. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's a little bit, it takes a little bit longer now because that was in the 60s, but still. And then they let you do surgery. At some point, he became involved with the MUFON chapter in his area. MUFON is short for Mutual UFO Network, which is a nonprofit civilian organization that investigates UFO sightings. In 1995, he attended a MUFON conference where he ended up taking a look at some x-rays of a woman with unknown implants. This is what started it all. He ended up hiring a dentist and a general surgeon to help him work and removed a fair number of alleged implants from people. He sent these implants off and had them tested at labs, where they came back with results that can be taken as extraordinary or just ordinary, depending upon your point of view. His skeptics tended toward the ordinary answers, while he was convinced of the extraordinary. It's kind of, with a lot of who are into the UFO thing, the skeptics really like to just are debunking skeptics. They just fucking love to do it. <laughs> They're just all about it. They live for it. Well. And I do, you always have to have, you got to be skeptical of everything because otherwise you're just believing everything and that's dumb. Right. I appreciate a good debunking skeptic. At least they, you know, put some effort into it. They don't have to be an asshole. Yeah, no. I mean, that, that's just kind of that just seems to be the theme these days. Oh yeah, it's it was like the the exchange I had on Facebook where it's like, dude, these I just expressed an opinion and then instantly that's an excuse for everyone just to fucking make it about them and start talking down on you. Yeah, like oh well, you said then then that means you mean this. Like yeah. no. What are you talking and about? Actually, let me tell you what you should be doing and how you should be acting. It's like, um, yeah. How about you go me? fuck yeah, yourself? Right? How about you just go the fuck fucking hell? Yeah. <laughs> but with your little smug comments, I mean, oh my god, it's uh, like you know what? You don't need to tell me what to do or what to think in this situation. If they don't say they're right, how will anyone know? that they're right well it does feel good to be right oh man (laughs) god forbid you're wrong about something and and people just get off on that feeling just being superior to others yeah so yeah maybe it's just some debunking without the superiority complex yeah that would be great that would be that would be awesome and just maybe being like that and you know just fucking general just don't be like that to other people no matter what the subject yeah it doesn't have to be about ufos it can be about anything just don't be an asshole to other people well let's talk about some of these folks that had some shit taken out of them lisha davidson had an alien experience she agreed to do an interview on a public access show called alien encounters in 1993 do you remember Was public it- access was it public access? Because I watched some Alien Encounters. Oh, yeah. It was totally a public access show. And I was like, this sounds so familiar. I, I was thinking it was like, a, yeah, on just some like really old channel, like from like when we were little and they only had like five. Yeah, five to 12 it channels. Was, yeah, it was like channel 11. <laughs> yeah, no, this was this was a this but, was a public access. Public access was back in the day you would. I think like rent equipment or something and And you would rent space. Like they had this one channel where you could like have your own T V show basically for me. Yeah, and you would play it on just a channel anyone could access and it was public access and Right. And there just, was some interesting it was some weird stuff. shit. There was some guy with a mustache and glasses that talked about Kurt Cobain a lot. Yeah. Like about his suicide slash murder. Huh. And 
Oh man, there was I was I was remembering there was one that like actually rated pornos. Really? And I only came across it like one or two times, probably at some point somebody realized what it was, but but I was just like ten or something, you know. You're and like, what like, the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Think like Wayne's World. Uh, Wayne's World was a public so access show. So many people show. haven't seen Wayne's World. Go watch Wayne's World. It's Wayne's great. World is hilarious. I want to. I need to show that to my children so bad. It's one of those things where you, you have to like buy it because it doesn't stream at all. Oh man, that's a that's a shame. It is a shame. They're, great movie though. Absolutely yeah. hilarious. It's one of those movies that. You're like that's not like I I don't want, I don't want anything to do with this. And then when you watch it, you laugh the entire time. Yeah, because it's just awesome. Well, Miss Davidson was, I believe, the first guest of Alien Encounters. And in this interview, she said she was abducted by the gray race of aliens. So those are the guys with the big heads, the big eyes that kind of wrap around the side of the head a little bit. They're a little shorter than you, and yeah, they look like the Asgard from Stargate SG One or Paul. From the movie Paul, your classic alien, if you, you know, Google it, gray alien. Or maybe the alien from, like, um, American Dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can't even think of what the alien's name is. I can't either, but. She was able to describe the different positions the different aliens had on the ship. Medical techs, the boss, etc. The interview was uh, kind of a funky interview, like. She didn't want to go to the place to videotape it. So the two interviewers went to her house and with just like a camera and then videotaped her why answering she, all the questions. Why didn't she want to go to the place? Because she was, she didn't, she felt like a freak. She didn't want to just go someplace and tell a bunch of strangers about an alien experience. So have them come into your home? No, I'm sorry. They went to one, of, she went to one of their homes. Oh, well, that's and a different. Yeah, I mean, it was the 90s. It was it was a different time. And so they videotaped her answering all the questions, and then they went to their studio, the public access studio, and they videotaped themselves asking the questions and then spliced the interview together. So that's kind of a weird thing and significantly more difficult to do in 1993 than today. That is for sure. Now everyone can just be public access with, like, really good editing and lighting effects. and everything I mean, yeah. you, you just need your phone you know yeah yeah pretty much your phone and a light your phone and a light my daughters have those like selfie lights it's got a little holder for the camera and it's got this like backlight that you can adjust like warm or cool and oh, all these different yeah. degrees and it clips on stuff and has you know like a flexible neck and it's pretty cool yeah you borrow it sometimes i i have from time to time yes it's no shame Nope. In 1997, she had a crystal-like object removed from her foot by Dr. Lear. Well, at least it was her foot. Yes. That's <laughs> his... I mean, I, he does have... At least have he a, stuck to his area of expertise he there. He did hire a general surgeon to work with him. So there was a general surgeon there probably doing most of the surgeries in the non-foot regions. That's good. I mean, there... There was a lot of people in the room. It was like it was like an actual surgery. The guy wasn't doing it in some fucking alley. Oh or yeah, no, no, no. I, mean, I saw a couple of them, but it, yeah, it was it, when everyone's in surgical scrubs. It's hard to tell, like whether it's another surgeon or just an assistant. Or yeah, that's that's or also nurse. very true. But it did definitely look like a scene out of Grey's Anatomy or something. <laughs> they had, I mean, it all checked out. They had the 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 paper things with the hole cut out that goes over the section of the the side of the Sterile surgery drapes. and. You know, they had scalpels and there was lights Nets and yeah, the hair, everything was covered except for eyes. I mean, it was, it seemed legit. There was no inflammation around the object, which is common for these sorts of things, but not common for general things. Yeah. If you have some sort of foreign body in you, it's, um, you know, there's usually fluid or some shit around it or like, yeah, Not or like it's tumors, causing some but sort like of an infection. Just... Like if it was actually in a foreign body that went into you, that, yeah. There's going to be bacteria on it because it came from not in you. Mm-hmm. And then you just don't tend to grow things like those no. on your own. No. She had been complaining of pain in her foot, and it had stated there was a watery sensation. After the surgery, her foot was just fine. I was unable to find any them talking about what this crystalline structure was. I wasn't able to find out 
if they sent it to a lab, had it tested, or anything like that. Wasn't that a Star Trek episode? Maybe. The crystalline thing that would, like, just kill everything? It was like Maybe? A, it was a giant snowflake out in outer space. I don't know. Was it what The what crystalline series? entity. It was the next generation. I don't know. I don't, it's possible. It was TNG. Because I, I never really watched the other ones. Yeah, neither did Old I, Old Star really. Trek, I watched the movies. Yeah. But not the show. The only Star Star Trek show I watched. This is the next generation. Yeah, me too. the next generation. The other ones were just not for me. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I really enjoyed TNG. Jean-Luc Picard. Kind Man, of made, yeah. He made the whole series, pretty much. We've been watching Picard. We got the CBS All Access thing. And it's pretty good. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I would totally watch it. Yeah. Come over sometime and watch it. There's only like five episodes. Way off topic, but... Not for our show in general. Did you know that David Polites has a fucking show now? Does he really? Yes. There's only been one of them. I was looking. Where? It's on Amazon. You just, awesome. You, you can buy the I the one episode was as much as a season, maybe just because there's been only the one, but and it's pretty obscure. But I think it, I think it was only like two ninety nine or three or maybe it was two ninety nine for the episode or four ninety nine for the whole season one. Oh wow! So I was just like, "Fuck yeah, I'm buying season one." Oh hell yeah! But there's only been one episode so far. How long I was the episode? It was like over an hour. Oh cool! It was really cool. Nice. And I watched one of the documentaries in Jan- before. It aired in January, so I'm feeling like there's gonna be some more. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's something he's like making. Currently, he's releasing as they're mm-hmm. re- releasing as a producer or whatever. So I'm I'm excited to see more of that. Oh yeah, I will. I've got Amazon Prime. I will. I'll do that too. That sounds awesome. Did she ever talk about her experience? I couldn't really find out much information besides what I said so about she had her. A crystal like. Just said she was abducted removed. by the gray race of aliens. She knew they were talking in her head. They were that's a common thing yeah yeah they were doing them in your head she knew each of the positions of each of the aliens so like the medical techs the boss you know guards maybe whatever else and and she ended up with a piece of unknown crystal in her foot yep yep which was removed by dr lear now we have patient 17 this was a documentary i guess it was originally put out on netflix i watched it on amazon prime It's about a guy who had been allegedly abducted and harassed by aliens since childhood. Oh, was he? Is he like the younger guy? He's probably in his fifties, forties, or fifties. Rides a motorcycle. He's bald, tall dude. He's like six six or six. Well, maybe he was the same guy. There, it was on the the public access show one. Oh, I don't, I don't know. But he seemed like a young guy at the time. But I'm like, oh yeah, that probably was like. It could have been him. They didn't. That was give a, a name. goodly amount of time. That they just they had called him patient since pa- that was recorded. I'm sure. Yeah, they didn't give a name. They just called him patient 17. Mm. I guess there was some sort of incident in Las Vegas where he got into a physical altercation with aliens who like came to his hotel room or something. Well, if and this guy, I mean, he was a big dude, so <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want alien or no to get into a physical confrontation with this guy. If it was going to happen anywhere, I mean, Vegas, Vegas. Yeah, no shit. The Vegas is pretty crazy. It could have yes. just been some really fucked up person. They've got a few of those out there. That's like... true. <laughs> anyway, as a child, he reported that he remembered being levitated and was routinely found on the wrong side of locked doors. There was a pool on the, par- the property he grew up on, and so his parents had all of, all of the locks and the door handles put up too high for a child to get through, you know? So it was fine for an adult, but if you were little, you just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. They would always find him on the wrong side of these doors. That's pretty crazy. At some point following an abduction event around 10 years before the surgery, I believe the surgery happened in 2013 or 14. He began having random, intense pains just below the right knee. He eventually made acquaintance of Dr. Lear, and this is the guy I saw them use the stud finder on his leg to find to, oh to, to pinpoint the thing. Because you know, a stud- it, was it an electric one, or was it one of those ones where it's it's got like the magnet in the middle, and it just like, ping, like it was an electric up. one. <laughs> and so the way those things work is they are basically just a metal detector, mm-hmm. and so they detected metal in his leg with this thing. And then they they took the ultrasound and and put it on there, and then they were able to actually see the thing. The object also emitted a frequency, 
and it was detected on what's called a Gauss meter. It's a device that measures EMF, DC, and AC currents. It's a thing you can just buy. It's like 40 bucks. Do they use it in ghost hunting? Probably. It detects EMFs, so yeah, I can't see why sound, they wouldn't. It sounds like something that like would be used for ghost hunting. Oh, definitely. If if they don't, then ghost hunters. Gauss meter. G-A-U-S-S. Dr. Lear and a colleague cut into this guy's leg and pulled out a thing that looked like a watermelon seed. They cut open his leg and they sort of had to dig around in there a bit to find this thing. And they pulled it out and there was a bunch of like tissue still attached to it. It's kind of gross. Yeah, pretty gnarly when they pull shit out of your body. Yeah. And uh, again, there was no inflammatory response. Uh, There was no entry wound. There was no apparent way that it got in through the tissue. There was no scarring, no nothing. The thing was sent for testing, and it was found to be made up of a total of 36 elements. Most industrial alloys aren't that complex. Some of the elements found were rare earth elements, and some seemed to be from meteors, as we discussed before, is fairly common. Isotopic tests were also done on the object, and apparently according to the isotopic tests, as interpreted by nanophysicist Christopher C., the elements that made up this object are not from this universe, and probably not from an adjacent universe. Nanophysicist. Yes. That's... Seems like a really hard job. <laughs> it's probably super mathy. I bet it is super mathy. And super theoretical. Yeah. But I don't really know. And not in a way that I, I... I can think outside the box for a number of things, but not when it comes to, like, math formulas and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the object also contained a lethal amount of arsenic, as well as a variety of other toxic elements. But it wasn't, like, leaking into his blood or anything? No, he was getting pain in his leg, like, inter- like random pain. And, uh, but he wasn't, like, dying. I wonder what it would have happened if he just left it there for a long time. It would, had already been there for at least ten years that he was aware of it being there. Mm-hmm. Ten years of it causing pain. I mean, because it's arsenic, that's... Just, no, know, not you, at all. You don't want to have... Freaking lump of arsenic in your fucking body. No, not at all. <laughs> after the surgery, I mean, not directly after the surgery, but shortly after the surgery, Dr. Lear died of a heart attack. The material scientist that worked with Dr. Lear, Steve Colburn, ended up with the object and he sort of disappeared with it. He wouldn't return the calls of others involved with the documentary. Uh, the guy whose leg it came out of, he wouldn't return his calls. I actually, they interviewed this guy, Steve, shortly after, after Dr. Lear's death, and it was really fucking sad. Was it? Because he seemed, like, truly broken up by it. You know, he he seemed like kind of a weird dude, and it's possible that he didn't have a lot of friends, and that, you know, Dr. Lear was clo- a close friend of his. He worked with him quite a bit, and it was he, like, cried and shit. It was sad. What 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 capacity did he work for him? He was a material scientist. Material scientist. Yeah, I was also, like, you know, material scientist, nanophysicist. I'm feeling like that is, you know. He's also patient 15. He wow. met Dr. Lear in 2008 after a mysterious thing showed up in his toe. Well, oh, well, good. Good for him again with the foot. Both he and his wife believed they had been abducted on multiple occasions. He probably felt like Dr. Lear helped him. That's why he was so sad. Also, yeah. Uh, he'd seen Dr. Lear on TV, and that's what led him to get into touch with him. Dr. Lear performed the surgery and removed the thing, and it was quite anomalous. This thing looked kind of like a, like another melon seed, like a uh, one of those white melon seeds out of like... Um, so not a big black one, but a little... Little white one that comes out of like one. the um the ones that you can like chew and eat yeah uh, or or are you thinking like, like out a of cantaloupe, honeydew like honey or cantaloupe yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking cantaloupe. of yeah I was thinking watermelon white seeds you know, yeah before they mature. oh yeah yeah I guess those they could they like that one too yeah well he so he disappeared he you know wouldn't contact any of these people he is I mean you can find information on him online. So he's like not he's, dead. No, he's not dead. He's still investigating things believed to be of extraterrestrial origin. 
But he just won't talk to anybody? He just not anyone involved with this for some reason, according Mm -hmm. to the documentary anyway. The narrator of the documentary said that they had shown the data to several different scientists who either didn't think it was anything special or thought it was definitely anomalous, but they needed to have more information. So it really seems like it's sort of sputtered out with the loss of Dr. Lear and the loss of that particular implant. Well, here's the thing. If it was super crazy and weird, I wouldn't rush to say that to people making a documentary. Yeah, definitely. I'd be real careful with what I said, especially because in the field of ufology, people tended towards the fanciful. Mm-hmm. There are very few that are at least popular enough that I've heard of them that are even keeled about the whole thing. And, and that's not to say there aren't any. Right, but it, if you, even if you aren't fanciful, you're instantly kind of put in that group, though. Exactly. You're that category. And that's why the government is now referring to them as UAPs. They're cutting UFOs completely out and so that it's trying to get away from that, you know, with the Navy talking about it and all that. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what that move is, is because UFOs have such a stigma now, call it something different, different name, and let's try and talk about it in a more scientific way. So I can see if someone is like a reputable scientist and kind of wants to remain that way. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be overly committing to the weirdness of anything, no matter what I saw under my fucking microscope. And now it's a lot safer because now, like I like we just said, the Navy has come out and said we there's some things we're unsure what they are. But in 2014, it was still very, very, you're a fucking whack job. What are you talking about? Right. Either that or it's so weird that you're like, I'm not going to tell anybody about this at all. Yeah, like you if wouldn't somebody believe. Fi- if somebody knows that I know this, that's not good. But- yeah, exactly. Well, we also have an interesting story of a man named Stan Romanek. He claimed to have numerous alien encounters. His first, he says, was near the Red Rock Amphitheater, about 10 miles from Denver. Since this encounter, he felt like he's been followed and harassed. The harassment was mostly harmless. Lights flickered on and off when he was around. Birds would constantly run into his car. And his wristwatch would die a bunch. Now that's freaky. Anything to do with birds. Yeah. Birds in quotation marks. When we went to go get Spiny Norman on our way back, we were driving down a freeway, and a bird just flew into the car. Yeah, it I think just, you remember. I remember you telling me about this. And just exploded. It was disgusting. It's like, <laughs> it was so weird. It's like, what the fuck was that? Like, it didn't have to do that. It was like, it like turned to hit the car. I yeah, that's never. <laughs> happened to me at all uh so weird but then you know i had that i had that weird pair of coyotes just like jump in front of my car yeah. i mean i didn't hit them i'm glad they didn't splat all over because that would have been a significantly bigger mess yeah um but yeah just like just driving down like a not even i mean i guess most parts around here would be considered rural by but not really i mean but we're not, not deep. really yeah i mean there's woods but it's like 20 feet of woods and there's a house over there. So. Yeah, and there's houses all over the place and stores and... Dogs and... Concrete and sidewalks. And then, yeah. Yeah, these wolves just... Or coyote are huge coyotes. I don't they know They could what be the both. Fuck. Like I said, there there are, are hybrid coyote wolves that are running around. Yeah, a pair of them. Not even just one. A pair of them just leap in front of my car, one after the other. It's like bounding away Assholes. across the road. And just like, dude. Well... One morning around 2.30, there was a knock at his door. At first, he thought he was being robbed. But then it became apparent to him that these people were not wearing masks. They were aliens with alien faces. So he just saw these people and thought, I don't know why he let them in. I don't know exactly. Yeah, you know, that's... Dumb. Yeah. And so, the, but he found out he... I mean, what, he, was it like a gray with like a hat and a coat on or something? Well, no, I think what like, happened is he thought, he saw the, the aliens and he thought that they were just people wearing masks. And so upon closer inspection, he realized that they had like pores and were sweating and, and stuff like that. Why would that you let masked or, people into your house? 
I don't have that answer. In the first place. Well, like, one I was mean, a woman. I see any, I, well, all right. I guess and that makes sense. The woman led him outside into, out to the balcony where he felt a tap on the back of his head and then nothing. That's weird. When he woke up, he was in a lit room on a table in agony. He was being bombarded with telepathic images of horrific natural disasters and general planetary devastation. They said things like wind that was so strong that it was tearing up concrete and shit like that. After this incident, he found puncture marks on his leg, which were apparently situated in a way that would have been, he couldn't have self-inflicted them. And I don't know how anything could be on your leg in a way that they couldn't be self-inflicted. Right, because, I mean, you can you can pretty much access your entire leg. Yeah, yeah, there's very few parts on your body you can't access. That sounds gross. That does sound gross. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't access the place on your own, have a friend access it. Or maybe just do it for fun. <laughs> <laughs> or just do it, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Some itches you need someone else to scratch. X-rays showed an object in his leg below the knee. He was asked by ABC News to allow them to ins- inspect the implant in his leg, but when the time came, the implant had disappeared. Oh, well, that's weird. A self-destruct mode? It should be said that he had quite a bit of video footage of alleged extraterrestrial stuff, the most well-known being a video of an alien that popped its head up above a windowsill from outside, so as if you were outside of a house and you were peeking in. This video was recreated by a group at the cost of 90 bucks, which forced this guy to admit that he had hoaxed some elements of his videos. He then said he was coerced into that admission. And then, in 2014, he was arrested on charges of child pornography. Oh, God. Authorities found some pretty bad shit. Oh, uh, It was, like, actual photos of abuse. Yeah. The case ended up... It, it was... It was not a great... It was a messy case. It, the, one of the lead investigators ended up befriending Romanek and his wife. And allegedly tipped them off before they got busted. What? That's how, and so there was this hard drive that was erased. Oh. They did find a whole shitload of other evidence on USB sticks. Maybe they, like, pulled off the shit from the hard drive, put it on the stick, erased the hard drive, and thought, oh, we're going to get yeah, away with it. Yeah, because they couldn't, like, just delete it. Sick fucks. They're like, oh, we got to save it somehow. I know. What the fuck? That's awful. Yeah. Romanek claimed that he was the victim of hackers and he'd been framed. Mm -hmm. I was wondering if all his alien shit was just like a big long setup to, (laughs) in case he ever got caught. Right. Like. Fortunately, on August 8th of 2017, he was convicted of possession of child pornography, not distribution. This case is a lot deeper than I said it. And it's. If it wasn't so fucking disgusting, I'd say maybe it would be one that we could go into a more depth, but the amount of yeah. child pornography is mind-boggling, and it's disgusting the shit that they talked about that he had. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to inflict that on anybody. No, so, I mean, just some things, it's just like, this is what it was, and let's leave it at that. And the prosecution said, we're going to fight this charge, but to date, they have not filed any appeals. No, his defense team? team Yeah, the defense team. Okay. So that's a lovely story. Yeah. It really, you know, discredits him as, I I feel like, as... As anything. As anything, because it's like, oh, well... Because he's a disgusting pile of shit. Mm Mm-hmm, Yeah. so... And his wife was implicated in this whole thing as well, and so what the fuck? Yeah, what in the fucking fuck? Yeah. It's somehow worse when it's a woman. And it's worse when they work as a team, too. It's just... Because, yeah. Men, you can see, are fucked up and do a lot of fucked up shit. And it's just, like, women usually have that maternal instinct more that they're not going to just... But when they're just an evil, vicious cunt that... Yeah, but I I guess when you're just evil, it don't matter. It's like that pair in, in England. There's, like, a... A British serial killer pair. They were around, like, I don't know, 60s, 70s, something like that. Fucking horrible. 
but you know i mean the woman would would help lure the victims because you're gonna like yeah you know trust and, a woman and more. a couple of them were like kids too yeah and, yeah because so you're not gonna feel threatened and they were using that in order to you know kidnap and rape and murder oh come help me oh okay no problem yeah, lady and then awful. it's over yeah that's it's just so despicable and just adds this whole layer of like god like are you safe from anyone no <sighs> no you're not <laughs> Well, here's one last story of one of Dr. Lear's patients. One night, I don't have a a year on this one. It seems from the way that it starts, it was probably in the 70s or 80s. One night, a boy and a couple of his friends went on a little camping trip near their home. It was just some lot in the neighborhood and was close enough that the three boys just packed up their blankets, tents, firewood, and a food in a wagon and walked. So I imagine just like a red wagon sort of thing with all their little things. And they're just going to like, yeah, just going to like a little area in the Mm -hmm. neighborhood that's just sort of out of the way where they can just have a little kind of little wooded area. The industry, I got, I got a couple of those. Yeah. Yeah. They set up camp and started their fire, toasted marshmallows and hot dogs, whatever else, and eventually got in their sleeping bags. They had just one, they, they brought blankets actually to make the tent sort of a makeshift tent. And then they the three of them laid down inside the tent with their heads on the outside so they could look up at the stars. This is, if this ends really badly, I'm going to be upset with you. <laughs> it doesn't. It ends, it's weird. It doesn't end any, it's not rapey at all. Okay, because it's just like, oh, you know. I know, it's a, with the fucked up last story and then the setup of this one, you're just like, and then what happened? Just Dude, tell me the terrible yeah. thing that happened. Tell me what happened to those sweet little boys just having like, a, you know, innocent childhood fun. Yeah. Well, they're laying there and they're looking at the stars and one star starts getting bigger and closer quickly. And as it gets closer, it resolves itself to not be a star, but instead a circular craft. Mm. The boys were then levitated by a beam from the bottom of the ship and brought on board. They were not, they had no fear. They were just joking and jovial for some reason. Mm. Again, it was, they were described as gray aliens who separated the boys. One of the boys, under hypnosis, this is the full-grown man that ended up going to Dr. Lear, remembers being led to a hospital-like room and having a thing implanted into his thigh painlessly. The boy is case number 16 of Dr. Lear's implant removal surgeries. They didn't really go much into the surgery or what it was that was removed, but the aliens dropped the boys back off at their campsite, where they each found and consumed a vegetable garden before going to sleep with the sun coming up. They'd been gone all night. A vegetable garden, huh? Yes, a vegetable garden. Well, there's worse things to consume. Yeah, you know? I mean, they're it's eating, healthy. They're eating their vegetables. Yes. Organic vegetables. Yes. You know, from somebody's garden. So, so that's, that's, that's lovely. And that, mm-hmm. But for some reason, they didn't really talk much about the implant in that one. They just sort of gave the story and said that they pulled that thing out of his leg. But that's, his, that's wholesome. It is wholesome. You know, it, it's a good one to end on, I'd say. Definitely. So I was kind of disappointed in the amount of stories I found about alien implants. I was expecting to find a wide variety of, of, of stories. I mean, with alien abduction stories, you can find quite a few. Oh, yeah. And just kind of like all across like so many of these just Dr. Lear's cases. Yeah, and that's like, basically doesn't anyone all else was. do this surgery for God's sakes? Like, and then a lot of the things that they talked about were just like this person of this age had an implant removed, and then you look for that person, they're like checked LinkedIn, and maybe they're on Facebook, and there's no actual information about someone having this alien experience. And I can understand that. I can understand that people may not want to just tell people that they've had alien experiences right because again you're automatically put into a, a category of, you're put in a box yeah yeah. yeah yeah it's like oh okay now everything now you're a joke to me yeah <laughs> yeah and and it's possible that there are a shitload of alien implants out there and there's people are too afraid to talk about them or they're going to these doctors who don't have stud finders and why would they because they're doctors right not contractors and they're saying, I've got a pain in my leg and they can't find anything on the x-ray. They can't find it on the ultrasound because it's such a small thing or it just is put in. A, you got to be more precise with your viewing technique and you just can't mm-hmm. unless you know it's there, unless you're just like dumb a, luck. You'll get 
the diagnosis of some sort of like you know transient ischemic pain of the leg yeah yeah uh, just something we really can't explain like why you get pain right there but it's just some weird thing you know with your muscles or nerves or yeah what have you like yeah yeah maybe they just don't even know no that's probably what it is and there's probably a lot of people out there i mean when i first heard about it i was like i bet i have one in my brain but i guess that would be pretty (laughs) unusual i just all these headaches Probably just a tumor. You know? Probably, yeah. It's not a tumor. Sometimes I have to do that tongue test where I make sure I can stick my tongue out straight. It's I don't a, know. It's Ooh. a sign of having like a brain tumor if you like think you're sticking out straight, but it goes off to like one side. Yeah. You're oh, straight. Okay. You're straight. Cool. No brain tumor. Yeah. <laughs> not one that can be detected by that method. Yeah. No. No tongue. You know. No brain. Yeah. No brain and tongue tumor. <laughs> Or it, it hasn't gotten big enough. Hasn't gotten to the tunnel lobe. <laughs> but yeah, there was just very little information on alien implants. So it seems like it's it's such a thing in fiction that it, I know it would have drawn Been off rampant. Or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if any of you listeners believe to have alien implants, drop us a line. We'd love to hear about it. Yeah. Ghost stories. We'd love to hear those too. Any sort of weird shit that happened to you. We're always grateful for some new material. That's right. If you'd like to hear something, hear us talk about something specific, let us know. Our email is strangerthanpodcast at gmail.com. You can also donate to our Patreon and uh, you can get some ad free episodes in addition to a free episode every month. We've got like, I think this will be our 13th free episode, maybe. Yeah, we've been doing the free episodes. Or no, 13th bonus episode, rather. Yeah, bonus episode. And so... Get the verbiage correct. <laughs> you got a, you got a lot of shit to listen to if you uh, donate. Yeah, I was thinking back. I was like, yeah, we've done a lot now. Quite a few, yeah. Like. So we hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you very much for listening. Thank and you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And stay strange. <laughs>